ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Well, hello, and I'm sure today will be a fun day. Get some things off your chest, or guess at least go over what we saw last night. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, December 28th. Gus Kattengill with you. It is the Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003 is the number to get involved in the show. Your New Orleans Pelicans get back at it today. Right here when you're home for Pelicans basketball. As the Pels take on the Cavaliers, 7 p.m. over at the Smoothie King Center. I have four tickets all together to give away maybe our one or two. I don't know. Considering you had to sit through uh, what we saw yesterday, maybe I'll give it to you in our number one. I'll let you know when to call in for those tickets. I may have to make you earn them today, though. Uh, Cavs on a three-game winning streak looking to win their fourth. The Pels a three-game home streak. And hopefully we'll find out the latest on Brandon Ingram as well. Daniel Salerson, who's going to have the call tonight, will give us the latest at 115. We will hear from Daniel Salerson and, um, and, and why Brian Windhorst actually wrote a story this morning on ESPN.com about the Cleveland Cavaliers and more specifically about uh, how big they are. We'll give you the details here at 115 as they have not one, not two, but three. Three um, coaches uh, to to um, three seven-footers a- as well. So um, we'll also talk about we'll also talk about, of course, uh, the Saints game last night. Derek Alexander will join us coming up here at 2.15 to touch on uh, the latest NFL tidbits and all. And we will also talk to Amy Just about the game last night. Now, let me see. There was at least one highlight in the game. And it was this one, essentially. Loading up and firing across the middle and it's intercepted. It's Marshawn Lattimore. Um, and I, I think one of the things that you saw yesterday in the game, well, was uh, kind of what you expected. So, look, uh, Saints lose 20-3, to and when you look at the game, it's kind of what you feared that that might happen. Um, also, when you look at the amount of players that it, that, that the Saints had, didn't have, it, it just, it, it, it was difficult. We're going to hear from head coach Sean Payton. We'll hear from Ian Book. We'll hear from other players here as well. It, it's, it's one of the reasons as well that we talked about when, when certain fans are saying, hey, let's go and, and do, you know, let, let's see what Ian Book can give you. And and we said on the show, and it wasn't just me, it was others, what realistically do you think Ian Book could give you with what the Saints were dealing with over the last several weeks? When you don't have your starting tackles in the NFL, you are at a massive disadvantage. I mean, I, I don't know how else to really put it to you. It's not excuses. Um, 
so you know that that's the thing that really stood out so when you look at the offensive line in a protection that was brutal um you were playing a pretty good defense you were doing a lot of uh interesting things to say the least and in that you know offense when you see them kind of get going into what their progressions or what their offense was supposed to be it was just a very difficult situation for Ian Book. Wound up being sacked eight times for 54 yards. So you subtract those 54 yards minus the total offensive yards. Well, guess what? Uh, the Saints offense had 164 yards of offense. Ian Book was 12 of 20, 135 yards. He threw two interceptions. His quarterback rating was 2.1. Um he had three carries for six yards. We thought we'd see him run it. I, I think the thing that really stood out from the get-go was the opening drive, and the pick six happens. Tipped or not, uh, it's interesting. Right before that play happened, the lineup formation, I'm with a buddy, Thomas, who, who was a neighbor from across the street, and, I, and I'm looking at him, and, and I saw it line up. I'm like, the, the slot receiver, there's an out route for the first down. It's there. And and you saw that a lot yesterday, and it goes back to the point that I've been making throughout the season, a point made by Brian Baldinger at the very beginning of the year when he put a little video out uh, on the, the preseason game against the Jags where Jameis Winston won the starting job. And the starting job was won, you know, in that game, but he showed the Jameis Winston highlights, but in that highlight, he specifically said when you look at the Saints' plays, they are built-in escapes. They're built-in ways to have success. They're built-in big plays. It's all on what the defense gives you and if your quarterback can read the field. Now, I'm not saying, look, you know, Ian Book should be, you know, graduate-level learning and all this other aspect. The Dolphins were doing a ton. There were some of those plays that, yes, you could screenshot, and I did just for, for my purpose, just to kind of look at it and say, look, there, there's your open receiver. And there were others who were like, there's nobody open, right? One of the last fourth downs in the game, they go forward on the Saints territory. He rolls right. There's only two receivers there. There is absolutely no one open. That was his last interception. I, didn't, I mean, it, there was nothing you were going to do there. So you knew it was going to be tough to establish the run. It's what I said. I would fire my defensive coordinator if Alvin Kamara had any amount of success last night. 13 of 52 is what he had on the ground, basically non-existent. And again, it had nothing to do with Ian Book. It had everything to do with the fact that you just don't respect a lot of the things that the Saints were going to do, and you knew it was going to be hard from that aspect of it. Here's another interesting aspect. Alvin Kamara had two receptions for seven yards. That's it, four targets. Um, you would have thought they maybe would have gotten him involved more. Uh, Mark Ingram more. Again, though, the number of stap, snaps and, and what the defenses were doing – it's just it's just hard to do. And as head coach Sean Payton said after the game, it's going to be hard to judge Ian Book's performance per se. He was more upset. You saw him get upset sometimes when he called the timeout or there were penalties. He was more upset at the veteran players that were making the mistakes that had been there for a while. So that's one aspect of it that we can talk. 800-998-1003. I want to hear from you as to what you think from the game yesterday, if there's anything that you can take other than what seems to be a national take, that it was an embarrassment. And Peter King tweeted 
yesterday. NFL may have some decisions to make about COVID-ravaged teams if burlesque shows like the Saints lineup in a national TV game continue. Not sure what NFL could have done other than to move this game to Tuesday, Wednesday, so New Orleans can get a key guy or two back. But this game was an embarrassment. Jeff Duncan put a thread up there yesterday, and it's kind of what we were talking about here as well yesterday about why is this game not postponed my wife still asked me three times yesterday before the game during the game after the game this game should have been postponed the latest it would have been is tuesday wednesday the saints are scheduled to play sunday the panthers are scheduled to play sunday the dolphins who are already in town like jeff duncan said you got to get other additional hotel rooms to stay another day or two that also shortens their work week they're taking on the titans Pretty big game in opponent. The Saints have a pretty big game in opponent. And the Panthers, they have to they have to win that game. They have to get ready for it. So when you think of, hey, we'll postpone it, the most it would have gotten back is two or three. Whether it's Amy Just, who we'll talk to next segment, whether it's um, you know Jeff Duncan and Nick Underhill, you name it, they cover the Saints. They all are pretty much in agreement. You, you basically would have got... Uh, Adam Troutman and Jawan Johnson back. It did have postponed it by Wednesday. Because again, like I said yesterday, the positive test of Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon and some of the other players, Ryan Ramchek, they weren't until later in the week. Quan Alexander was over the weekend, I believe Sunday. He won't be ready till next Sunday. You're hoping he can clear the protocol and even play against Carolina. So postponing the game a day or two, wouldn't have done you any good. That said, the stat that really stood out to me yesterday, you, you you honestly didn't know some of those offensive players that were coming in. And, and I guess here's the thing. When you looked at it, the Saints defense actually did a hell of a job. I mean, the Dolphins did score a ton of points, scored 13. You held them to 13 points, you got three sacks on them. And for the most part, if I read you the names on defense, you know who they are. Your starters were Jordan, Ty, uh, Shai Tuttle, David Onyemata, Marcus Davenport. That was the line. Pete Warner, Zach Bond. You know those linebackers. Paulson Adebo, Lattimore, P.J. Williams. You're familiar with them. Chauncey Gunner, Johnson, Marcus Williams. The Saints defense was the Saints defense. I thought the linebackers did a good job. I thought the Saints defense did a great job and a job enough to win that game. The problem is on offense... The offensive line was James Hurst, Throckmorton. McCoy was there. Cesar Ruiz had a play that gave up a sack that was uh, unexplicable. I mean, again, I'm Sean Payton. That bothers me. That bothers me. The right tackle, Benak, he went down in a game. They had to bring in another guy. I forgot his name. Literally, head coach Sean Payton said they were still fitting guys in the locker room. That day of the game. That's the problem. Oh, and Traquan Smith went out. I, it, the defense was fine. You just didn't have anything on the offense. Here's head coach Sean Payton. Yeah, look, uh, I think it's it's kind of where we're at um, to some degree. A little bit as a league, but uh, it, it seemed like obviously a lot went on in the last week and a half. You know, I thought our defense battled. Um, we did some positive things in the kicking game. Um and it's looking fairness to Ian. Uh, and it's impossible to evaluate his play. Um, hopefully, we can uh, get a little healthier, get some guys back, and uh, be ready to go next week. 
and 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 you heard him. I mean, it's really all you can sort of do right there. Here's Sean Payton on postponing the game. I I'm not involved in that. Um, that would be Mickey or Dennis or Mrs. B. Um, you know, our job is to really focus and prepare. Um, you know, get the players ready to go. Um, you know, that's something that you, you pretty soon your energy gets wasted and. and um, obviously, we didn't do a good enough job tonight. Um, it was frustrating, and I'm sure it was frustrating to watch. And look, playing shorthanded, uh, another card this team has dealt, and not much you can do about it. I, look, I think we understand our team. We had two players today getting fitted for equipment in the in the locker room, in the equipment room that had just arrived. I think we have a good idea of of what this team's capable of doing. Um, you know, hopefully we can get some guys back here this week and uh, and be ready to go for next week's game. And I think that's how you look at it, right? If you're a Saints fan, I, I don't really know what else you can sort of do. I, I guess there's a positive. The Saints defense is solid. Um, here's Sean's thoughts on it. Look, I thought, I thought they competed. I thought they did a good job. I mean, the first seven points was, was the turnover. Halftime, the score was low. I thought, uh, I thought they did well. They had some short fields. Um, certainly, they played well enough uh, for us to be in this game, which we were for you know, a good majority of it. But um, I thought they battled. They did. And like I said, 13 points, three sacks. I'm sure we'll hear from Roy, Super Miami Dolphin fan, who is absolutely patting. He's probably breaking his wrist right now, patting himself on the back. Let me tell you something. Um the Saints have remotely an offense. They win that game. You, you can agree with me or not. I, I they have remotely an offense, and they don't right now, and that's the problem. And he's yeah, he just texts me L M A O with a laughing, crying emoji. Roy, seriously, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 but you know what? At the end of the day, I will give Roy this. You won seven games. You don't apologize for the wins. You don't apologize. They won seven straight after losing seven straight. That's an NFL record, just like the Saints set a record yesterday with 57 starters, the most in a season. Just think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. In one year, you've had 57 different people start a game. That's 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 tough to get any kind of continuity, any kind of gameplay, anything. And I, I, fe- I felt for Book. I I I, li- I honestly felt for Ian Book because it's one thing to go make the NFL debut. It's one thing to go play quarterback against a very good defense that uses multiple fronts, disguises coverage, just blitzes out of the wazoo. I mean, you saw that something like thirty plus sacks the last three games or something. I mean, they they are they are doing that to a lot of other teams of professional quarterbacks that have played. But you put Ian Book in a situation where you don't have your starting tackles, you have. Suspect guard play yesterday at best. I, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you remotely would possibly expect uh, out of him. Uh, you saw a bright spot or two, a deep play or two. Little Jordan Humphrey, three grabs, 70 yards. That was, I guess, a bright spot. Callaway, four grabs, 46 yards. That was a bit of a bright spot. But overall, uh, it was an absolute struggle. Minus two yards of offense in the first quarter for the Saints. Quick break. When we come back, Amy Just will join us, and we will talk a little bit more in detail of this, maybe, or just go straight to Carolina. We'll figure it out next on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
Get holiday ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Happy Holidays! For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for Metel business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. 800-998-1003. Just a tough, tough performance yesterday all the way around. Ian Book last night. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, just playing football, you know, these last two years with COVID. It's just something that we got to deal with now. Um, but... You know, try try to get those guys back as soon as we can, and just get better as a team. You know, and uh, it hits teams in different weeks, and it hit us this week. But shoot, we're all we're all here to play football, so we all got to be ready. That's Ian Book. And Amy Just joins us, covers your New Orleans Saints for the Advocates and the Picayune at Amy underscore Just. Amy, how are you this afternoon? I'm good. I'm currently going through a bunch of hypothetical playoff situations. Um, so it's not over, um, mm. but they're going to need some help. They're going to need some help, that is for sure, uh, as they're now 10th in the NFC playoff standings. Amy, before we can, I guess, start getting into that, I mean, this this team needs to find some sort of way to get offense, and I know a lot's going to be focused on quarterback play. Moving forward, Amy, I kind of opened up the show by saying I don't care who it is. When you consistently don't have your starting tackles, in those two positions, especially for right-hand quarterback, the left tackle, or for, you get what I'm getting at. Tackle is a premium offensive line position in this league. When you consistently aren't playing with them, that that that's hard to win games in the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not just that, you know, yeah. Teron didn't play because he was hurt. Ryan didn't play because he's on the COVID list, but who knows if he would have been able to play anyway, right? Um, okay, you don't have them. 
okay, you don't have the rookie you drafted last year who played pretty decently in the one game that he played in um, before he hurt himself for the rest of the year. You don't have Andrews Pete who can flex out to that position. Um, you you don't even have your second string tackles. You're working with your third and fourth string tackles. In what way does that set anyone up for success? Yep. Not to knock the players who are out there. They're doing the best that they can, but like, it's not a recipe for success when you're playing your third and fourth string tackles. It's just not. And a lot of times when you watch Amy Young quarterbacks, uh, you'll see the sack numbers and interception numbers be high because of whether it's inexperience or indecision or things of that nature. I, I, I watched some of that yesterday, but I mean, literally, it was almost like watching my college, you know, intramural team at Southern Miss play flag football against athletic people. Snap, oh boy, run and just chunk it. I mean, yeah, he, he snapped the football and there was a dolphin in the backfield. I, I you know, it's like that, that is so hard to even try to remotely read a defense or not. I mean, eight sacks and, and Amy, a lot of those were because he was immediately getting hit. Yeah, not all of them. He had a couple on scrambles sure. where he should have thrown the ball away. Mm-hmm. He admitted that. I asked him about it. Um, but he still would have been sacked at least four times if he had thrown the ball away on the other sacks where he was being pursued and was running out of the pocket. Um, yeah, not a game that you want. Um, as Sean Payton said yesterday, impossible uh, to fully evaluate the situation because, sure, there were some very – Ian Book mistakes that were solely on Ian Book. But there were also a lot of miscues and misfirings that I think were just happenstance of the situation, right? If you have even one of your starting tackles out there in front of him, maybe it's a little bit of a different story. Maybe he has a little bit more time. But I'm not going to make all of the excuses in the world for the guy. He did make some mistakes. You can't just key in on your first read from sure. the jump. Right. Um, like, you're going to get that picked off. Yes, it was the, the pick six. Was it tipped? Yes. Yes, it was. But um, he, uh, to use an overused pun, um, the defense read him like a book uh, on that play. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, here's the other aspect of it. You gotta disguise those things a little better. And that comes with time, right? As I have come on these airways and said before, Mm -hmm. not ready. And that's not his fault. It's just the college game and the pro game are different. And that's what this essentially a redshirt year was supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. The other aspect of it. The other aspect of it, Amy, is there's no practice time. I mean, it, you know, exactly. you, you, you literally had no reps with, with these guys or these offensive linemen. Sean's saying, you know, you're, you're fitting guys in in the locker room before the game. Ian Book got to have a walkthrough on Friday. And even he said, he was like, I, I needed these, these, these reps. I'm like, it's just, you're, you're asking a lot of that offense to try to do anything together when you literally cannot practice. And, and have some guy that's never done it. I mean, I, that's, that's rough. The other aspect of it too, Amy, is 
look, you, yeah, Traquan Smith kind of go out a little bit. I guess if there's a a positive of this was you saw little Jordan Humphrey make a nice play, Callaway make some nice grabs, a tight end catch the ball in Ethan Wolf. I mean, it, there were some moments that when the ball actually got in the air and was around them, some plays were being made. I don't know if that's something that I can take moving forward from some of those guys because you're going to need them. If you want silver lining, that is a place to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how much you read into to everything from yesterday. I really don't. I don't know how the Saints grade it. Obviously, you grade the mistakes as the mistakes, and you grade the successes as the successes, but there's just so many moving pieces that I don't know what to make of all of it. I really don't. Fifth time in um, franchise history, Luke Johnson tweeted this yesterday that they failed to convert a third down in the game, the first team in a 2021 season. Look, that's just, that's what it's been like this year, right? This, this offense has been a struggle, Amy, but you were talking about silver linings. I look, the play of the defense, they give 13 points, 13 points, had a takeaway, had two sacks. And when you look at the starting lineup and they got hit by COVID, but for the most part, I just did this in the opening segment, you know, the defense, like there was no, who is that guy? You know, like you do on offense, and, and and you can see it. I mean, the Saints have a legit D, and I think at the end of the year, I had a couple of buddies yesterday text me, if they're not looking hard at Dennis Allen, people are just not seeing what he's doing because it's just constant. Every week, it's solid play. Every week, it's almost like plug-and-play with whoever's on the field. Yep. No, I agree. I uh, I was very nervous as to how the linebackers, we're going to do. Yeah. Consider they didn't have any of their starting linebackers yesterday. Um, including, you know, an all pro guy. Uh if there was an all pro energy team guy, he would be the captain in uh Quan Alexander and, you know, Caden Ellis for your base packages. And it's just I'm like, I don't know. Obviously there were some plays that those guys went back, but they held up better than I thought they were going to. And I, I think that's a credit Yeah, look, I guess the good thing about it is you do move on. And I know there's a lot of talk on timelines, phone calls, you name it, Amy, about postponement. Why didn't they push this game back? Look, you're already on a short week to Carolina. You got to win these next two. You hope that some of these guys get back. Like you mentioned with Quan, you're hoping that he's ready to go in seven days, which would be game day. So you're just hoping these guys can get back from that aspect of it. You're assuming he'll, but again, it's seven days at the soonest. That puts you Thursday, right? Thursday, Friday in a game week on a short week. So moving forward, though, Carolina, Amy, yesterday had its own COVID issues, right? It, I, I, the last I saw was six players on the COVID list. Is it that was that where we stand right now? I think so. But um, some indications that I got from people is that Carolina has not seen the last of it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to continue to be having these what do you do about the game conversations moving yeah. forward? They shouldn't have played the game yesterday, but I don't know what the answer is. Correct. I yeah. don't know what the you can't, Shifting it one day is not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you shift it 
you can't shift it much more than that because it's already a short week. Um, I don't know what the solution was, but it wasn't playing that game yesterday. So pushing it one day wouldn't have done anything either. So I'm kind of at a loss with what to do. But, um, yeah, uh, if that's what the NFL wanted on Monday night, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm with you. I, it was pretty hard to, to kind of – you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution would have been, like I kept saying. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten really anybody back, back of significance. And you heard Sean repeatedly say yesterday, Amy, got to get some guys healthy, too. You got to get Armstead and Ramchick back in the lineup. You got to get that offensive line playing the way that they've, you know, played in the past. And more importantly, just, you know, get some consistency in, in, you know, on, on offense and defense. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, here I am typing out playoff scenarios, and they're still in it. And they're still in it. But two games left to go. Which is kind of remarkable when you think about it from that perspective, Amy. Um, I, I guess I, I normally ask you on Tuesdays when you come on too, when we wrap up your top storylines going into the following week. I, I guess it is, right? Health and just health, 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 health status. I mean, that, that literally is the topic and top storyline for both of these teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um who will Carolina have available? Who will the Saints have available? I am sure um, that there's going to be some guys just based on timing that aren't going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way it, that it is. Um, though I don't know if the new CDC guidance is going to affect things. Um, that could. Uh, it broke yesterday that the CDC is now advising five days, I believe it is, for quarantine instead of 10. So I don't know if that will do anything. Um, if it does, that would definitely help. Um, but the guys still have to test negative as of right now. Right. And as of yesterday, nobody had. So we've got, I don't even know what day it is anymore, six days, something like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a... Uh, you would imagine you'll get some back, but just how many and who, we won't know until they yeah. know. Uh, it's been that kind of season covering your New Orleans Saints. Amy, just on it, though, uh, she covers them for the picking and the advocate. You give her a follow at Amy underscore Justin. Of course, on Tuesday, she's gracious enough to give us a little bit of her time to go over Hard to believe just two more regular season weeks, Amy. And then hopefully uh, we'll continue to talk. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this team. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Yep, for sure, as always. Quick break. We come back. We'll hear a little bit more from the locker room and take your phone calls. 800-998-1003. What did you think of watching yesterday? Aaron, Amy, it's just I, hard to, to I, I guess, expect a lot or much. I, I know we had a caller yesterday. He was expecting 38 points. Dennis, I, I'm with you. Um, I would have liked to have seen it, but right now the offense is struggling. It starts up front. I, I don't care who your quarterback is. If you can't protect, you can't run block, you can't pass block, it's going to be hard. And, and there was a reason Drew Brees and Philip Rivers said, yeah, I'm good. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. My life's a funny thing. Am I still too young? Because the venom there She took his ring, took his babies It took him minutes a new name a new era ttmc 
previous now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car could use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Louisiana broadcasters are looking for the best of the best, announcing the 2022 LAB Broadcast Scholarship Program. Two $2,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students to help enhance or put the finishing touches on an education and career in broadcast. Stop by this station, call 1-800-364-7260 or go to www.broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program. Good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. He's back. He's like to sing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. You know what, Roy? Loading up and firing across the middle and it's intercepted. It's Marshawn Lattimore. Nice throw there, Tua. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that's all I got. I Ah, 800-998-1003. Love to hear from your Saints fans. What did you think of the game? Is there a game ball? It, no, it was not lame. No, it, that was legit. That was not lame, Roy. Uh, that was an interception, and that was a terrible throw by Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is. So, you know what? Um, I, I'd love to, to get your opinions, though, uh, Saints fans, as to what you thought. And is it hard or, or not uh or, or did you get anything out of this the, the bima on twitter uh, i learned that ian book is a tough kid i don't care who was back there quarterback with ferris wheel turnstall revolving door merry-go-round and matador in front of you no quarterback would have played well the bima i like that is that the, is that is that the name of the saints offensive line Ride the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel, turnstile, revolving door, merry-go-round, and matador. Those are all, by the way, nicknames you would like to not have on your offensive line or to any offensive lineman. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Lee, chiming in via Twitter, is going to give us a game ball. The fans that showed up for this team, pat on the back, the fans that showed up for this team all season, who needs to have a seat next to coach the entire offense. Pathetic new excuses. That was hot garbage on Monday Night Football. I'm done with this season. Look, it is a tough 
um, situation for the offense well, when when you have those guys in there again? I, I Murray, Murray, right? Was that the, the guy that came in at right tackle when Benendock went went down the starting right tackle and they were on their I don't know fifth right tackle and and I think the Monday night crew literally said like he just joined the team. I mean. Literally, I, I don't know about you. I, I I know Jordan likes to say that he can, you know, go up there right now, take on Steph Curry. He can go play tight end at LSU, go do all those different things. And quite honestly, there's some plays that I watched yesterday, like you know, first drive or two. I there he is, he's wide open, throwing in. Um, I like to think I could make that throw, but I I I can tell you one thing for sure. I I, I do think if I had time. And I was protected. I I could throw the football, whether it's completed, whether it's on time, whether it's at the right depth. That's a different thing. What I'm saying is I'm technically proficient and athletic enough to throw a football. I've done that. And I remember at Southern Miss taking, yes, I did take coaching football. And the, the way the class was set up is half of the semester is classwork. And then the second half is taking a thing in football, a play, a component of the game, and giving a clinic on it one way, shape, or form. And you have to go out to the practice fields of this of the school, and, and you can use anything that the football team has at its disposal and, and put together a 15-minute clinic. The, the long story of this is when we did offensive line, that is the most awkward thing you, you've ever not done if you've never done it. You don't cross your legs. You have to stay down, squat. I mean, it is a very taxing, physically taxing thing to actually pass block. It sounds easy, uh, much less run block. Then you're doing, you know, you're pulling if you're a guard. You're looking for stunts. You're trying to look up and try to see what's going on. It, it is. Like, it, it, it kind of opened my eyes a bit um, to just how difficult and how athletic, how athletic you actually are. Um, to play the offensive line. And, and that's the thing that really stood out to me. And, and, and that's why they make the money they do, and that's why they're respected <laughs> the way they are. But um, when you literally have a guy that didn't practice with you, I guess, in Murray and just showed up and here you go, does this helmet fit you? And you put him at right I <laughs> That would be basically me. And actually, he's been a right tackle because they an NFL team signed him. So he has to have some sort of football experience at that position. But you, you get my point that I'm saying. That That's just tough. That's why Peter King, you heard Amy just say it too, that that game shouldn't have been played. But as I was saying, and even she's saying, and Peter King is saying, and Jeff Duncan is saying, what was the solution? What could you have done? I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what would have made more sense, right? Because you knew you were going to be shorthanded at the game. When when it was like, you know, 7-3 and 10-3, and you're like, man, your possession down. You might be able to steal this. <laughs> but once it got to the point where you knew you weren't, then you're, you're thinking of next week. You, you, you got to win these next two, and I think you can win next two when you get some guys back. And you shouldn't go through the next two weeks, which you have, based literally by, you know, by odds here. 
I mean, essentially most of your team, if not all your team, has gotten it by next week. So you should be okay. Um, and it shouldn't affect you. Now the Panthers could be being affected. And again, you're not going to care at all come Sunday if they don't have key players. You, you want the win, right? So head coach Sean Payton, again, tough, as he says, to evaluate Ian Book. But, you know, he was he – was, you could see him wanting to, to get into that game and, and trying to pull it out, you know. There were some plays there, key stop on third, a key play on offense, and you could see him right before halftime when, you know, he called that timeout strategically, and then they missed the field goal, and you're down a possession. You're down a touchdown. And you saw him. You saw him get amped up. Um, that was a challenge, and you were still in the game. The fact you were in a game, Roy, was, uh, you know, I don't know if you pat yourself on the back on that, buddy. But anyway, here's uh, Sean Payton on how just tough was it to actually coach that game. You, you hopefully you forget those games so you can't recall them. Um, look, our jobs though are, are to are to give our players a chance, both in the uh, in the game plan, the, the best chance possible. Um, and you know we're not making any excuses. There there were a number of things offensively that um, God didn't didn't sit well. Uh, I'm sure with all of us as coaches and. Um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, this is this is a game we're going to want to, you know, quickly get behind us. And we have a short week and two important games coming up, both division games uh, that are going to be important relative to the NFC, we think. And one of the things that you, you kind of hear him mention there, and it's one of the things that we were touching early on in the show, that you knew it was going to be difficult for Ian Book not having – had practice time, like legit full-speed practice time with the offensive line and the receivers, have any kind of game experience, that was going to be tough enough. But it's everything else. You kind of heard them. Look, again, I would say one of one of the most disappointing plays yesterday for me, I, I, I thought one, one of the two or three missed blocks by Cesar Ruiz. Like, if you're missing guys on the O-line, the guys that normally aren't missing time have got to play better. They've got to play well. Like, they've got to be the spot. Like, I need to know if I'm a quarterback, I drop back the pass. I need to feel that in front of me with center Eric McCoy and to the right of me, Cesar Ruiz, I, I'm good. I can at least have, like, a step to my right. Like, I don't need – I want to feel that I'm okay there. And I thought far too often this season and, and yesterday he wasn't. And I felt for him. Um, and again, that's just hard because those guys have, have got to perform. And, and there was just a player too, man, where you're just sitting there going, Caesar Ruiz, what, what are you doing? Um, as far as Ian Book had to, I guess, look back at, at last night. <sighs> You heard Amy ask about the eight sacks. How many were you can't do much about? How many were perhaps on him? Uh, I just got to throw the ball away, I'm trying to make some plays, especially there at the end. You know, it's not it's not going our way. I'm trying to make some plays, and uh, especially obviously the last play too. I'm throwing it regardless on fourth and nine. Um, but yeah, that, we can't take can't take that many sacks. Can't can't do that to the O line and. Um, just got to throw it away and, and be smart. 
trying to do a little too much, and then, uh, you know, they, they did a good job taking away, you know, some of our shorter routes, which is a good game plan for them. I got to move on from those. You know, one of the things that I think was disappointing is, and again, when I saw that play happen, the pick six play, as as they were lining up, I was with a buddy Thomas from across the street, and uh, I'm like, look, the out route's there. It's a first down. If he, the slot receiver goes out, that's a first down. That's easy. The outside guy's going to go straight, clear up the space. That's a perfect play call. Sean gave it to him. Um, and you just wonder, you never like to say a play makes a big difference in the game, but that play spotted them seven points, put you at a massive disadvantage already, and rattled them. I, I thought it took them to darn near the end of that second quarter when they drove to get some points finally that you saw Ian Book kind of settle in, kind of hit some 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 throws. He was scrambling around, and, and they put together two or three positive plays in a drive. But before that and after that interception, you saw him, he was rattled. And, and you saw in some of those plays, he took a sack because he didn't want to throw it because he probably didn't want to throw another pick six. And one of those plays had Traquan Smith cutting out that, that was there. Um, you saw the Monday night crew on, on one drive. He decided he, he was going to Alvin Kamara, come heck or high water. He's doubled right above him, wide open as Callaway, going towards the sideline. Again, I go back to the Brian Baldinger comment about Jameis Winston. The plays are there. Sean Payton's route tree, Sean Payton's plays, they darn near most of the time, if not all the time, give you an option that you that that if you can make the throw and the read, you you will there's a play that you can be successful at. It's it's part of his genius. It really honestly is. If you start looking when you start looking over the next two games and stuff, like kind of catch yourself if you're at home and you're in the dome, just kind of look at that route tree. And you'll see there's always going to be somebody that's one-on-one and somebody that where, you know, if the ball's delivered on time, it's just not going to be stoppable. It's it's a five-yard out on a third and three. If the ball is there on time and it's placed outside, it's a first down. The quarterback just has to read it and make the throw. Has to be accurate and has to see the field, know the routes, where they're going. I know it sounds easier said than done, but that's why Breeze had so much success. There were two plays yesterday in specific that you saw that, that, again, maybe a more experienced QB sees it, the first downs, and you're moving down the field. 800-998-1003. Love to get your thoughts. They're coming in on social media. Give us a call as well, buddy. We'll love to say hello to you. 800-998-1003. And I've not forgotten. Pelicans taking on the Cavs right here on your home for ESPN New Orleans. All right, all right, I'm back. It's the Command Season Sales Event at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kia. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, the third-row 7-CD SUV that comes standard with family-favorite features like smartphone 
It's a great. And of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now that says it all. So come save during Kia's Commander Season sales event at Barker Kia. And get our famously low Barker Kia price. And you know all these new Kias come with it. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warrant. That's Barker Kia at Homer. Or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. See Kia.com or retailer for details. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. Man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover at ESPN Radio NOLA is our question of the day. Jordan, the intern who joins us now, uh, put the question out there. Sir, how are you today? Ah, wait a minute. Remember, I forgot to do one quick thing as you are via Zoom technology. How are you now? I'm doing well. There nice we go. to see you in person. Yeah, now I can hear you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I've never just opened up the video. Yeah, I mean, I everyone else is doing it. Coaches are doing it. Players are doing it now with uh, the old COVID thing. So um, it, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of question of the day, and I say interesting only because of, of the reaction of it here as well. I, I think gladly I, I'm not seeing a lot of people say Ian Book stinks. He's the worst you know quarterback of all eternity. Because, again, I think you just saw it. I mean, from the get-go, it, it literally looked like flag football, right? You know, and there's no blocking in flag football. You can get in front of somebody. So you understand what I'm saying? What I mean, it looked like flag football. Um, but go over some of, of the, the comments here because I, I think that they're interesting in that there's still a lot of support. But at the same time, I, I think – there's there's a clear, hey, the defense is doing everything they humanly can. You have right. a play that you want to talk about as well that was key, that a play wasn't made, again, by a practice squad player. But, again, could have changed the game. I mean, the defense gave up 13 points and had three sacks and an interception. They they could have – that that's, that's good enough to win the game. Yeah, I, I kind of going back to the question of the day, it's – Saints fans, as usual, one after a Saints game day, give us your game ball, pat on the back, and he has, needs to have a seat next to coach. Dolphins take down New Orleans Saints, final score 20 to 3. Few of them over on um, Twitter, game ball, Marcus Davenport. I don't really understand with chat with coach, coach, because I, I don't really feel like that was Sean Payton's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a lot of his players out on the field, so I, I don't see why it would be. Sean Payton's fault. I thought the game plan was probably as best that you could have had it. 
Um, game ball, no one. Pat on the back. Book for dealing with his team. See next to coach. I'm seeing a lot of O line. Yeah. Um, very true. But um, uh, kind of back to your point. The one key takeaway mm-hmm. that I saw was it before halftime, if I'm not mistaken, where the um, Davenport kind of crushed the running back for the Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah. And Fumble. fumbled the football. Yeah. And no one was there. To, it looked like one of the defensive linemen. No, someone was there, but he tried to scoop it up and run. If he just like, falls on it, yeah. It's, literally, I'm saying, not where not are you going? You're not going not an extra five yards. If you think <laughs> well, he, was trying not to, going he was trying to fumble six it. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, from their own 10-yard yeah. like, line. No, look, I, he would have loved, and I'm sure in that meeting room right now, they were absolutely going, please fall on that football. I, I Please. I, I, my my brain's horrible and I'm old here, but I, I think it was seven three. It was seven. I think it was seven three. They kicked the field goal. Right, I, they got that penalty and right. they brought him back ten yards. Right. So my point is, you know, again, there were some things, man, that what, what could have been if you would have just gotten some help somewhere there, you know, in in, in a game like that, Jordan, you, you gotta have the ball bounce your way. And, and look, the football gods, I think they helped. Right, Miami misses yeah. a field goal right before halftime. Going into halftime. That fumble was there. Tua throws an interception over the middle that gives you some life here and gives you a short field. The, the football gods were trying. You just couldn't take advantage of it, you know? Yeah, and kind of to your point, I think um, ESPN stat and info, the Saints were um, 0 of 9 on third down convert, uh, converting on third down. 0 of 12 in the game. Yeah, oh, for uh, yeah, in the game. Yeah. So that that was probably an update. And the last time that they did that was against Miami in 2005. Mm. So that's kind of insane to think about it. And like you're saying, the football guys were in your favor. We call a timeout after they make the yeah. field goal. Yeah. And then they miss the field goal. We get the ball coming out of half, and we do nothing with it, a, a, a three and out. Yeah. And it just seemed like that was – what was going on the entire game. And I saw another interesting set. I think it was 23 starts by a Notre Dame quarterback. Every single one of those starts have resulted in a loss by a starting quarterback that came from Notre Dame. And Brian Kelly is your new head coach at LSU. Yes. <laughs> Mind you, he, Brian Kelly wants Ian Book to come talk to his players. Uh, you know, here's the thing, but man. It's, I, it's, not Ian, it's not Ian's book. Look, I – last I, night. I, like – there were some screenshots, and I sent you some on some plays. And, again, I don't know if you heard that, that previous segment I was talking about. But the Monday Night Football crew went, you know, there, there was a play where Alvin Kamara was in a flat, and he was double-covered and, and booked through it, and it was almost picked. But it was – and then right above him, right above him, there yeah. there's Callaway on an out route. If, he, you know, he had a good five yards to the left of him to, to lead him to throw it, it's a first down. Um on that second drive, right after the pick six, Traquan Smith, there's an out route. There's there's two routes to the right side, and both were there if you threw it when that back heel hit. Now, there was pressure, and he got sacked. But I, I took this series of pictures to show it. If you know that, again, in the NFL, and this is the difference in, in the NFL and in college, and this is why it was so incredible what Drew did, and I got a special seat for two years as the Saints sideline reporter to see it from field level. 
the amount of times that ball was released and thrown, and, and it's weird. You're sitting on the sidelines, and you see his eyes, and he's staring at you. I'm like, why is he looking? Here comes the football, and all of a sudden, you just see two hands, you know, yeah. in front of you, and it's Reggie or it's, you know, Colston, and you're like, wow. It's just it, throwing two spots. But, again, you know this, and I told you this when you first started going to Saints practices and training camp and covering it. They practice everything meticulously in terms of spacing, in terms of footwork, with step to turn on, and and spots because drew through to spots and, and that's the thing that and again the the more experienced quarterbacks but again that's that's why i feel the way i do about Taysom. i love the guys nice guys a battler he's a warrior but that's what make you can succeed in this offense if you trust where everyone's going to be and you just do what sean tells you i mean that that ball is there traquan smith he he's going to call plays for you that if you just move your eyes, you progress, it, it's there. I mean, that was a first down. And, and Jordan, we talk about the football guys. If you convert some first downs or two, get some rhythm. And I do think the more in rhythm you get, the more you tend to see that. I think yeah. when you get razzled and you get frazzled and, you know, as the Beamer called it, turnstile, Ferris wheel, matador, your offensive lineman, it's hard because you do. You, you, all of a sudden you have – you know, tunnel vision. I mean, you do. You're not seeing anything because you, you think, I don't have two seconds. I have .5. So, you know, it, it's just tough. But that's been an issue with, with this offense. I, I think that's maybe changed from the beginning to now. Like, Trey Crown, like, he run that route. Callaway, right? They're open. They're yeah. open. So There was a few times Callaway was yeah, open. So either they're running better cool. routes and they're getting more open and those are some good DBs that the Dolphins had. But they were open. Now he's got to find a quarterback to deliver the football to him. Maybe earlier in the season with Jameis, they were not getting open. But I'm seeing more often than not, the guys are getting separation, but that ball's mm-hmm. got to be delivered on the cut. You, you can't wait. And in college, you have the arm strength. You don't have as good of DBs. You can wait. Oh, Jordan's open. Let me throw it. You cannot do that in the NFL. You You right. have to throw it. Before they cut. And it's not a knock to Ian Book whatsoever, no. but um, obviously, like you say, a lot of people were saying, all right, we need to move on from Drew Brees, and he can't throw the long ball. Well, I'd much prefer Drew Brees in his five-yard mm-hmm. passes, be able to make the right reads, put it in the right spots. I, I, I understand that was Ian Book's first start as a quarterback in the league, but at the same time, if you have a quarterback that knows what he's doing, he'll find the way to get the ball push the ball down the field. And uh, I I do believe Ian Book in the future could potentially be, a, you know, a good quarterback. But definitely, definitely, I don't think he's definitely not the answer for the rest of the season. So hopefully no we can get some of those plays back. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate it, bud. We'll check in again later on some of the uh, different responses for sure. Jack, I see you on hold. I will come to you at the start of the next hour in three minutes. Thank you, Jordan. Talk to you later, guys. All right. Hour one in the books. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.